0: In 1973, the New York City Police Department created a hostage negotiation team. It's not up against the gun. It's up against the man's mind. When you're defusing a human bomb, it's the same as when you're taking apart a real bomb. If you skip a step, it's going to blow up right in your face. Talk to Me tells the high-stakes true story of the world's first hostage negotiation team. It changed policing forever talk to me. You know, I gotta tell you, I have so many garbage apps on my phone, I never know where to look for stuff. And recently, I decided to clean house. All the junk and clutter gone. This leaves me with my most cherished apps. You know, the ones that can do it all. Like my Live One app. Music, events, news, podcasts, comedy. Oh, and actual musical stations curated by humans, not those robots, hanging out on Bezos's yacht. All this on one tiny little place on my phone. I've become such a fan of the app, we here at the Adam Carolla Show will give you three months free jump on to liveone.com forward slash Corolla to lock in your deal today. And with inflation at an all-time high, this is a huge savings. Liveone.com forward slash Corolla for three months plus for free. No ads. Yeah, get it on. Got to get on the trip. i get it on. And welcome to Carcast with Adam Perola. That's the moderator Matt DeAndrea. Hello over there. What's going on in the automotive world?
1: Oh, man, there's kind of a handful of things going on, but uh, it's been uh, yeah, it's been kind of interesting. You know, I I I was chatting with Goldberg earlier this week on the podcast and uh, getting into his garage. It's basically done. It's like the final stages of the garage. Mm -hmm. Um, We got to show you some pictures of this thing. So, Goldberg's garage has been his project that he's been developing for a while. Here we go.
0: Looks beautiful.
1: He just did the asphalt around the whole thing. He basically built a drift track around it. (laughs) (laughs) But the size and scope, as someone who's such a veteran of of construction, uh, this is the first project that he sort of like gc'd on his own it's on his Mm -hmm. property he walks out of it out of his house walks over to the garage and this thing started with laying the foundation you know when when the ground was frozen
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, the amount of car lifts and there's a loft with his gym Mm -hmm. Um, so that amount of weight and i don't know the specs for you know for California or Florida probably or sorry Texas as much as you would, but his slab is like thirteen inches wow that's uh that's healthy so yeah. <laughs> a standard – fifteen thousand square foot
0: 15,000 square, 15,
1: square foot garage I think the loft is like two thousand or twenty two hundred. Uh, with his gym and a podcast studio, he's building.
0: I wonder uh, what it costs him a square foot. We should ask him that, I, I, and wait, what, it, what it would cost in California. <laughs> That's a, um, yeah. So a standard slab is four inches. Like if you just buy a shitty house in Reseda that was built in 1963, right. the the sl- and it's on a slab. It's it's going to be four inches, and then the driveways usually. Four inches
1: too, but they'll kick it up to like six inches in the garage. So in your place, when you were doing the mezzanine, the 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 loft in the in the new building, and you had the steel poles, and they're like, no, no, you gotta you gotta go bigger with the cement. You had to dig a hole around. It was a real pain in the ass with the, right, right, sure. with California. How how much did they make you do for that?
0: Oh, they make you do everything. So California has this thing where they go we're an earthquake country yeah and so they make you build everything uh, as i always say like hitler's bunker just way more rebar way more i just it's just it's just it's way over engineered just way over engineered because what they they do is they just go you know under the guise of safety instead of number four rebar use number six rebar and instead of going with an 18 inch footing go with a 24 inch footing and everything is just way the way the fuck o- over over engineered just insanely engineered because it doesn't makes no never mind to them it's just a piece of paper they just go make that take that number four rebar and make it number six and for yeah. those of you who want to know rebar, uh, it's an eighth of an inch per number. So if you hear someone say number four, it's half inch rebar. Okay. So and that's like the most commonly used. But if they say number six rebar, it's three quarters of an inch thick. It just hmm, goes okay. up yeah. an eighth each number. And they probably they have number three, but I don't even know if they have number five. They might skip a few, you know, just go into quarter inch increments. But every number is, oh, number eight is one inch. You know, that's, mm-hmm. that's how it is. So if you hear people throwing around number three rebar and number six rebar, just, you can now know what they're talking yeah. about. Three, three eighths, six, three quarter. Um, so California goes way over and I don't, you know, I don't even know if most people would know it. I don't think most homeowners would know it because it's just numbers to them: twenty-four inches, number six, you know, versus sixteen and number number four. But if you build enough, like like I have, and you kind of engineer enough stuff, it'll bother the shit out of you <laughs> because you'll see what they're doing is is patently insane. Yeah, and it never. Again, it doesn't hurt. It's just a stronger structure. And it's essentially like them saying to the guy who makes the scissor hoist to lift the, uh, you know, nine vintage 911 in the cool guy's garage. It's like them going, well, We want this hoist engineer to go up to 13,000 pounds, you know, and you go, well, the car weighs 3,000 pounds, and then I'll give you another 1,000 pounds. We can go up to four, maybe even five, but why 13? And they go, because it's safer. And you go, yeah, but it costs that much more to manufacture and to engineer and materials and whatnot. And they go, yeah, let's just play it safe. So that's kind (laughs) of – that's how California rolls – that's how they roll with everything, So then when it comes to the prospect of building something in California, well, then it goes up, you know, 40% from what it would be to build in Texas, the same way the scissor hoist would go up 40% if in Texas the rule was 5,000 pounds and in California it was 12,000 pounds. It would just go up exponentially. And California is like, you know, next year we're gonna have some legislation that's gonna mandate fourteen thousand pounds. Because they never go the other direction. They just add they just add stuff on. If yeah. you if you build enough and you're around long enough in California, yeah, the rebar goes from number four to number six. It never goes from number four to number three and it never stays at number four. It just <laughs> adds on because you have this cadre of bureaucrats who are just like, What can we do? Yep. What what rules can we make? And then they pile on the rules, and then people go. Then Goldberg goes, "I'm moving to Texas because I want to do this," which is the part they don't really factor in. Yeah. And then everyone moves, and then at some point they'll do what they do with runaway Hollywood productions. They'll go, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Hey, we're we're going to ease things up a little bit here, so we can entice you to come back because <laughs> we want your taxes." Yeah. So they it's kind of. Kind of where we're at now. So yeah. b- blue states are kind of go, you know what? Maybe we got a little over anxious with the taxes or the regulations or something. Let's start to tamp that down a little so we can get people to come here.
1: I, so what, what Bill built was, and, and it kind of started, he worked with a company called Metron and they did kind of a prefab plan to it. So a lot of the structure came, you know, cut in made to fit already you know it's a lot of metal
0: it's funny that you bring that up because they're building houses um all over my neighborhood every every third corner has some mcmansion they're going to build because my neighborhood was you know 50s 60s school teachers living in these you know 2200 foot ranch houses on these really big lots yeah well, now the houses are $8 million. So somebody figured out, why don't we just buy that old school teacher's ranch house for 3000000 bucks? million, we'll bulldoze it, and we'll build a McMansion there, which, yeah. is, which is what's going on. But as I was walking through my neighborhood the other day, I noticed that all these half-framed structures with these torrential rainstorms, like, I'll give you an example. I was over at the shop, and outside of the shop were like three or four sheets of three-quarter ply like leaning against the wall Mm -hmm. and of course they were destroyed because i mean they were warped and they were black and they were fucked up and whatever and you know and i said to sean why don't we get those inside and he said they're garbage and i was like I didn't get into it with them too much, My brother. It's 80 bucks a sheet now. There's four of them. To they, they were good four days ago. You know, right, now yeah. they're garbage. You're right. They
1: are garbage. Now they're
0: garbage, but I, I still, I said, move them inside. We'll use them for, you know, we'll throw them up top, use them yeah. for shelving or, or whatever. Yeah, something. wedges
1: or kickers or something like that, right? Underneath the stuff. Well,
0: it. it I've gotten to this a lot with plywood and uh, oriented strand board, which is if you're going to leave it outside, put it on a two by four so it doesn't sit in a puddle. But yeah, that's a message.
1: I have old uh, pallets because I bring in product for for the beverage company. I keep all the a bunch of not all, but I keep a bunch. I have a stack of old pallets. Everything I have is on pallets. That's the
0: difference between you and Gary, who used to work (laughs) for me, and Rob, who used to work for me. I would have endless, endless discussions about do not leave a piece of OSB or drywall or or MDF or particle board. Don't leave it on the ground because when it rains, it sits in a body of water. It absorbs it, and it's destroyed. Just throw it up on a scrap. And by the way, I will pay you to do it.
1: And Okay, so I have the pallets because I heard you say that for a decade.
0: And the pallets, (laughs) just to put a finer point on it, the pallets are made of, I don't know, pine or ash or something like that. But it's the difference between a steak and spam. The plywood is made up of many different pieces, and OSB is made up of – it's oriented strand board and uh, – MDF is uh, medium density fiberboard. The point is, is it's spam. It, it soaks up. Yeah, it'll right. so when it soaks up, it delaminates. The solid wood, yeah. dimensional lumber, as we call it, sounds like we're doing a building show here. <laughs> dimensional lumber, while it's not good to sit in a puddle of water, will tolerate it much better.
1: Well, so I use the pallet for two reasons: one, to keep things off the off the ground, right? Um, but as you said, wood stuff, but takeoff car parts, um, boxes, obviously cardboard boxes, anything like that, that's going to get completely ruined. But I also use it because now it's super easy for me to move around with the pallet jack or the forklift. Right. So as I'm moving stuff around or stacking it up onto another shelf, I, like I unloaded the back of, a, of uh, the pickup truck with a bunch of takeoff car parts and stuff. I was like, put everything on a pallet, and if I'm not using it now, I use the big Saran wrap and right, wrap it, but right. I just use that to move everything around. And I've moved it all around 10 times. So,
0: Well, <laughs> the um, so as I'm walking through my neighborhood, and I've, it's always bugged me that um, we're doing this old school stick frame kind of building techniques that were around from – i mean from the 20s from the teens you know mm-hmm. what i mean you you uh, you get a pile of lumber it's called a drop you know you phone it into anna walt lumber and you get 35 eight foot two by fours and 22 sheets of yeah. cdx ply and they bring it over on a flatbed and they just dump it and they just drop it yeah they, they bind it together and they drop it and then the guys who frame the place like Like what I used to do, you just walk over to the pile and you get your two by fours and your plywood and you start building a garage, you know. But when a torrential rainstorm kicks in, like I'm looking at this house in my neighborhood that's on a corner that's, you know, double sized lot, probably an acre and a half. They're building a house that they're going to try to sell for nine million bucks. And I'm looking up. And they framed it and they sheathed the roof with half-inch ply and it's warped and bending up and turning black because it's rained so much over the last week and a half that now the sheathing that's on your $10 million house's living room – Plywood roof sheathing is in the same shape as the shit that was leaning outside against <laughs> yeah. my shop. It, it, it's, it's fucked Maybe up. Maybe that's where they got it from. But you should do it.
1: Do the do the modular stuff. Do where, the modular stuff. Right. Do the modular stuff. Uh, first of all, you should get pictures of that house. And when they're done, you can go over there and go, I'll give you $3.5 million. Right. Here's the proof. Um, he did it modular. Now, we, you and I have looked into prefab. And prefab uh, – there's some pretty nice houses that are prefab and garages and ADUs and stuff, but they're all just kind of a little bit on the smaller side because they can basically build these things. Uh, they do a dry run of these things in a huge warehouse and then mm-hmm. they go. Um, so his was a little more complex, but it the way it had to be done. It, instead of building that entire fifteen thousand square foot garage in a warehouse and then shipping it. It, it's all just done on software now. There's just software that goes – you know, these are all the pieces that we think are going to happen. Ran into a few issues with like the oversized garage doors being mm-hmm. too heavy and they kind of bow in and mm-hmm. stuff and they had to add some support and and whatnot. But uh, it it was an interesting project. It was several years. I, I don't know – I mean, I you probably could do it in California. It would be a real pain in the ass. It probably financially would be prohibited.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, prohibitive, pro- right. Yes,
1: prohibitive. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's an interesting project. Um, and uh, the floors, because we talked about your garage and the floors, and we've done paints, we've done epoxies and stuff. And uh, to do something a little uh, different this time, this is kind of what we came up with. Uh. They're going to film a Nitto Tyro commercial. Mm-hmm. It's the fresh concrete, no mm-hmm. coating on it yet. Mm-hmm. They're going to take the cars in there, drift, do burnouts, basically tattoo the floor, mm-hmm. and then do an epoxy clear coat over mm-hmm. it. That's cool. <laughs> it's kind of a neat idea, yeah. right? Because you won't see that again. No. And it'll, get, it'll end up being kind of like a polished concrete, but it'll have, mm-hmm. but it'll have a clear coat over it. So that's, uh, that's going to be the plan. Gonna be yeah yeah it's gonna be thirteen gonna be inch slab man. I that think it's is... twelve or thirteen inch yeah I think he said thirteen. That is a... part of it was it so it, it's a lot of metal beams right so just I don't know that there's any wood involved. I was about to say
0: I wouldn't do any wood if I was gonna build myself a super garage these days I would pretty much try to avoid all wood
1: and it's 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 built to a code that's basically hurricane level winds, mm-hmm. um, even the garage doors, the, the glass windows in the garage doors are like bulletproof windows. Mm-hmm. It's not a thin piece of glass. It's, it's, it's like a bank. <laughs> it's like, how far, uh,
0: where is Goldberg? Like, so how far from the airport is it? He? So
1: he's outside of San Antonio. He's in a town called Bernie. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I'm not exactly how far he is from you guys when you're going to be in Texas, but that was the thought that uh, Chris and I were talking. i we'll go, well, how far is that place? It might be interesting to swing by. Yeah, and get I'd a, love to get see a, it. Get a little tour. So if you guys do find some time, um, I don't know, where are you guys going to be? Dallas? How far is it from Dallas to San Antonio? Ben can, can find out. Two hours? I don't know.
0: I feel like I've made that drive
1: yeah I, he's he's done it because his because his kid plays ball in in you know, different towns i think like five hour drive oh is that a five far? hour drive dallas to san antonio is five hours uh, that i've sounds driven like from like
0: <laughs> addison to god i don't know houston or something i've i've driven a lot of those places i've played i played them all but yeah. um i never can remember where the fuck i am um On a uh, slightly very different note, I'm seeing here the Tesla is going to make a regular steering wheel for uh, those who don't want the yoke, which uh, after driving a Tesla with a yoke in it for like two days, I need that
1: badly. Tesla has said uh, if you're ordering a new Tesla, you can get the steering wheel, no charge. You can get that as an option. If you have the yoke and you want the steering wheel, for seven hundred bucks, take your car to the dealer. They'll do it, installed and it's good to go. The steering
0: uh, wheel, they'll replace the yoke with the steering with wheel. with a regular 700 steering bucks. wheel for right. seven hundred bucks. The thing about the yoke is it 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 doesn't add anything and it detracts some things. Like there, you know, I think in life you kind of have to go. Let's see, I got a son. He's sixteen and a half. Should he be vaccinated for COVID? And you have to go. Well here's the good and then here's the bad you yeah. know you can kind of weigh it out and go no not him but maybe my 92 year old dad should be vaccinated and you can kind of weigh it out um the yoke does no good for nobody other than people climbing in your car going oh look at you but it, it you cannot drive with your knee and and you- I, I do so much knee dry, driving i do i had no idea that forty four percent of my highway driving was knee driving. I, I until I got with the yoke, in which case the knee cannot be used, and it's it, and the it's knee dangerous. can't be
1: used. You can't do hand over hand for the for the U turn, yes. and, the, and uh, it, it just needed a little more thought. And I I put this down in the notes more as commentary than anything else because. As we brought it up on shows, and Alistair Weaver from Edmonds and I brought it up, Twitter tears us apart, and, and well, indie cars have a yoke, and blah, blah, blah. It's like, car steering wheel turns 90 degrees. Right. <laughs> right. And, and they do it for visibility. And, you know, uh, there's many reasons why they're doing the it. The Trans Am a-
0: car I drove last time had the top of the steering wheel cut off. Yeah. Which yeah. bothered me a little bit. But yeah, there's a visibility thing. It's a visibility and thing.
1: I get the flat bottom ones because it's a little bit easier to get in and out, but not if you're turning hand over hand. Uh, Lexus has a car, I think an EV or something, that has a yoke in it, but it's variable rate steering. You don't have to turn it all the way. So it, it's you got more turning,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, more movement with the wheel when you're on the freeway, so you're not darting from lane to lane and making mm-hmm. it unsafe. But when you're backing out of a spot – it tightens up so you don't have to go hand over hand. So there was a little bit of thought, uh, a little bit more thought behind it. But anyway, uh, yes, the aftermarket is already, as soon as Tesla came up with the yoke, the aftermarket's like, we've got steering wheels. They're like, we're right. going to make steering wheels any way you want, custom, whatever. But uh, now it's going to be an option. But yes, in the Tesla uh, that you drove, for 700 bucks installed, you, you, can get, you can get a regular steering wheel. And I don't know if the buttons are any. You different. can't order it from the factory that way. or so, you, can't. Yes, okay. new cars, new you can. Yes, for new cars you can. It's okay. it's a no cost option. You pick whichever one you want. So yeah. it, it's kind of Tesla going. We might have been wrong about the yoke, but we're not ready to. It's like the government. We're not ready to say we were wrong, so we'll give you the option. <laughs> yeah. Well, they the the thing about
0: Tesla is they like doing their hyper space button or whatever it is. They they like their fun wink and nod stuff. And that this would fall under the heading of Tesla and Musk and kind of fun disruptors you know yeah. and screwing around and and, and that's it that's definitely the game talked about doesn't work that well <laughs> it doesn't that's, work that well that's all but
1: let's say gary drives a tesla and he pointed out the part of the issue that people are complaining about are the buttons it's not like a actual push button sort of the put your thumb over like the haptic button and mm-hmm. and you know so there's a few things like that that i think probably need to get worked out but i listen i, I I said when I was driving the, the Mercedes the other day, the electric Mercedes, uh, I just thought there was too many things on the touchscreen now and not an actual – not enough actual buttons.
0: I will say this is Tesla saying they were wrong probably as much as they would ever because yeah, now the default it. is the wheel. You have to select a yoke.
1: OK. All oh. right, so. so
0: online, if you go wow. to buy a car and you don't click on anything, you get a wheel. No, that is them saying they were wrong. They were wrong. If that was default. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It All right. Just, Thanks. <laughs> it, it didn't take an inquisition. It just took me driving the car for half a day to go, this fucking thing doesn't work that well. Yeah. And, but, uh, and there is nothing broken about a steering wheel.
1: There's not. Yeah. And look, that's a bold move, though, the yoke, because that's not a software upgrade. It's not like you're going to go to bed at night and tomorrow morning... You know, there's, there's an over the air update. We fixed some glitch in the system. Right. You know? Um, uh, so, speaking of uh, electric cars, I wanted to get into this lineup of what Porsche's plan is. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got the, uh, the ICE engines, internal combustion engines. So, we've got the, the gas engines. And then the lineup for the future of Porsche is going to be this Cayenne and Panamera are going to have hybrid and gas engines. -hmm. Those are going to be the next variation, right? Mm -hmm. Um, We already have uh, the Taycan, the Taycan um, is electric. The Macan, the smaller SUV, will be electric Mm -hmm. along with both of the 718s, the Boxster and the Cayman. Mm. Right? So those little. They'll be all electric. They will be electric. So the Macan. Cayman and Boxster will all be electric. Cayenne and Panamera will have gas engine and hybrid. And then 911 will have gas engine and hybrid, Mm. which is interesting because years ago, we talked to Patrick Long at the LA Auto Show, and he was racing the hybrid 911 that had like the centrifugal thing in the passenger seat. And yeah, it's kind of slingshot. It, it, it was like a nitrous kit, but electric. It had the <laughs>
0: like a flux capacitor on the floorboard. Yeah. I mean you it would, say it the would, passenger seat, but passenger side. It yeah. was down low. Attached to
1: the floor and it would spin. It would create right. the centrifugal force, almost like creating power. Right. Like the little wheel that you'd put on your bicycle to get the, the headlight to work. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. Um, I, but this is something, yeah, they've been talking about what since like twenty fourteen and then it was unrealistic and then twenty seventeen it became realistic and then they went back and it was unrealistic and just sort of to Porsche's standards.
0: I'm curious so, what a seven eighteen all electric would, would be like. That could be a pretty cool piece. That
1: could be a pretty cool piece. Now the thing I about think it's
0: gonna be zero to sixty quick.
1: The issue is Is range, is when you get into a small vehicle, you're limited with the amount of space for battery. And for example, the bigger cars like the Tesla Model S has a nice, kind of looks like low roof, long shape to it. And then when you get to the smaller vehicle, it looks kind of squatty and higher. Mm -hmm. It's because to get as much battery as a Model S into, let's say, the Model 3, you've got to make a thicker battery which Mm -hmm. means higher floorboards Mm -hmm. as opposed to lean and, you know, spreading Mm -hmm. it out. So how do you get that much battery into a 718? You remove the motor. You essentially have where the engine is and the fuel tank, I guess. Um, Do you do it all-wheel drive? Do you do it rear-wheel drive? Uh, Do you still have a frunk? um, Well, if you're
0: you're worried about space for your battery, I think— I think you got to keep it rear wheel drive because front wheel drive. I mean, all wheel drive takes up a little more room underneath the yeah. car. Presumably, yeah, not not,
1: not much. They not, can do small. They can do small motors in the in the wheels now. Basically, oh, oh, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Was, you don't I need a drive shaft or anything. I was thinking anything. about
0: shafts yeah. and differentials and
1: yeah, you wouldn't need that. So you could do. You can even get away with probably a oh, single right. motor in the front, or dual motors in the front. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I believe the NSX. Runs dual motors in the front, one on mm-hmm. each wheel, and then the engine in the back. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's got sort of a Cayman-esque type of layout, yeah. rear mid.
0: Yeah, right. No, you're you're right. I was picturing. Diffs
1: <laughs> yeah, no, and no shafts. drive shaft, no drive shaft. You you don't even need axles if you get the motors kind of on the wheels, oh, basically, right. right? So you could, the packaging is much different.
0: I think that'll be a cool piece. I don't know what the price point will be on it, but I don't know what yeah. it is now. But I kind of like the 718.
1: I do, too. And it's an interesting move because I think the performance of the 718 has really caught up to the 911. So they've upscaled the 911, right, in price and whatnot. But now to make it different, I think you go, oh, I'm going to go electric with a 718 or I'm Mm going to go like gas or hybrid with 911.
0: I'm also looking at this list, and I'm surprised to see this, that the uh, Dodge Challenger outsold the Mustang and the Camaro. Yeah. Uh, the Camaro, I kind of get, I, I'm surprised that it outsold the Mustang.
1: Well, there's a couple things there. Um, the Camaro is basically, uh, hasn't been any changes to the Camaro. It's been weaned off, and it's been announced a while ago that they're ending it. Yeah. So it really wasn't a contender. Right. Mustang sales have dropped because we knew there was a new Mustang coming out, uh-huh. right? And that's Ford's commitment to gas engine for m- several more years. Mm-hmm. Dodge has said we're not doing the gas engine. We've got one more year, and then we're doing our EV muscle car. Yeah. And I- what I I quoted you on the on the show that I was doing with with Bill earlier. When you threaten to take away something that we like, something that's cool, yeah, we double down, right? Yeah, we
0: do it with the ammunition. <laughs> we do
1: it with weapons. You know, right. we, we do it with a lot of things. Meat. <laughs> you know, the, we're like, uh, whatever. Yeah. So I think uh, I think Dodge is being rewarded with these sales.
0: The Challenger. I don't know. I'm I'm trying to think of like who my leader in the clubhouse for a sort of douchebag mobile is like who the like, if I could just see the guy in the car, would I want to hang out with the guy if I just saw the car and not <laughs> yeah. spoke to the guy? I think the Challenger might be up there. You know, there's a happy side. like I used to uh Audi had a R8, the first R8 yeah. uh, the four door. It was an S8. The S8. The the A8. Yeah, the A8 was the base, and then the S8 S8. was the sport. And if you would have got hold of me in 2003, I would have said, I would like to have lunch with the dude who buys a new S8, because that dude knows cars, he makes money, he's a mover and a shaker. He he understands life.
1: It seemed like such a CEO mobile to me, like... Yeah, a- but
0: it that, that's a guy who could help you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it might be a guy you want to know. You do yeah.
0: lunch with the challenger guy, you're buying. <laughs> but I've seen more of these guys just they're it's funny cuz they're kind of they're they're straight line guys. You know what I mean? So what they like to do is go along the freeway and when there's an open patch, they just punch it and they go from 63 to 93 and then they slow down hard again and then they'll just punch it again and it really is just them making noise and kind of going straight there's yeah. no launch or skill involved with it or anything it's Just and they just barrel past you and then they just hit some traffic and they slow down again but i think the In guys town every guy with a lamborghini
1: does that too
0: oh you're probably right <laughs> i still like I think a lot of it with Dodge is I think they like the noise. I think the the sound of those cars.
1: I've not right, but they're taking the noise away from us on so many cars. Uh, so. I know.
0: I don't. Uh, I've I've not been an aesthetic fan of those cars. I there's. St- I don't know what it is. It's something's not quite right to me
1: aesthetically. Poor, Maybe they're a poor little bit Goldberg big. you're picking on him. <laughs> He's got a half a dozen of these things or something. It's a, it's a, But he fits in them. That's why. That's the other and, thing. And you fits. know the Jews,
0: they love the, <laughs> the, their hammies. <laughs> the <Hemis. laughs> Listen, here's my look my feeling is it's like in World War 2 when we enlisted the mafia to Go after German spies. You know, it's like, I'm not, maybe not a fan of the mafia, but, but, but in this case, we're all fighting for this country. Mm-hmm. So as far as Goldberg and Dodge goes, he's a car guy. That's enough.
1: He's a car guy. And now he's a construction guy. I know. And I know you're going to have a conversation with him about that building at some point and really get into it because as much as he loves his cars and the reason why he's been building it, he has been on a crash course of learning construction and the ups and downs and the costs and the, I don't know, the $400,000 or $250,000 garage door mistake. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, it is. It's,
0: it's a very, I, I mean, I'm guessing most car guys should be kind of building guys too, because it it's sort of, occupies the same part of your brain, unless you're just sort of MTV Cribs sort of poser car guy. You know, I got a Lamborghini in the garage that somebody lent me when I put rims on it. But if you're kind of into the nuts and the bolts of cars, like you're into restoration and modification or whatever, that should bleed over into the construction realm because it's really just taking something and modifying it or building it from the ground up. You know, the difference between remodding a home and ground upping a home is kind of the difference between bolting something on your car or doing a full ground up restoration of it, you know?
1: Well, I mean, we like that guy that works with his hands, right? Like we, we just saw a lot of admiration for that guy that, that works with his hands. I think Leno just wrote an article maybe about a month ago about how we, you know, we we need to pay more attention and add admiration to that to that mechanical person well n- n- not only that
0: but there's been a sustained and sort of steady cuz i kind of grew up in this it's not that we didn't appreciate that guy it's that we essentially attacked that guy there's a, a a kind of like you better go to college or you're gonna end up working at a transmission shop. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Well, you go to college, you become an art history major, you come out and you work at a Starbucks. You know the guy at the transmission shop's making forty five bucks an hour because he has a, a skill. You know, yeah. but there was a lot of poo pooing of blue collar. It right. was like college, 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 and more college. You better go to college. You can make something of yourself. Well. The suggestion when I'm telling you to go to college to make something of yourself is if you didn't go to college and you end up building Goldberg's garage, then you didn't make something (laughs) of yourself. Right.
1: By the way, why couldn't you be mechanical uh, and go to college if you wanted to do that? I don't know why there's one or the other. Why why so
0: divisive? Speaking of guys who uh, build the makers, the fixers, that's what today's episodes. That's the theme. And it's brought to you by uh, Snap-On. Makers and fixers keep the world moving. You find them in factories, repair shops, roads, rails, buildings, maintenance, uh, just about everywhere. Makers and fixers are the backbone of the automotive, aviation, agriculture, mining, marine, uh, the military. It's all it's all there with the uh, makers and the fixers. And I know some of these guys. I talk to them on a daily basis. I just yelled at one for leaving plywood outside. <laughs> <laughs> but that's all right because we make and we fix and it, it gets your brain right. They're, they're always the steadiest guys. Makers and fixers, it's not just a job, it's a calling. They want to hear from you. So you can share your story at makersandfixers.com slash carcast and check out the makers and fixers on Instagram. That's Snap-on, man. We love these guys. Oh, yeah. All right, uh, I'm going to be in Dallas with John Popper. It's kind of a land cruise. We're just going to take over a hotel there, and we're going to do concerts, and we're going to do stand-up shows, and we're going to do do it all. So just go to adamcroll.com. There's still probably a few tickets left. Just go to for. I'll be in West Palm Beach in February. I'll, I'll be everywhere. So check that out. What do you got, Motorator?
1: Uh, just give me a follow on on uh, Motorator and social media. Getting closer to Barrett-Jackson. Going to head out there for that auction week. Maybe swing by RM, Barrett, all of them.
0: So, Till next time, Adam Kroll for Matt, the Motorator, DeAndrea saying keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel.
1: For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCastShow. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit carcastshow.com.
0: You know, I got to tell you, I have so many garbage apps on my phone, I never know where to look for stuff. And recently, I decided to clean house, all the junk and clutter gone. This leaves me with my most cherished apps, you know, the ones that can do it all, like my Live One app, music, events, news, podcasts, comedy, oh, and actual musical stations curated by humans, not those robots, hanging out on Bezos's yacht, all this on one tiny little place on my phone. I've become such a fan of the app. We here at the Adam Corolla Show will give you three months free. Jump on to liveone.com forward slash Carolla to lock in your deal today. And with inflation at an all-time high, this is a huge savings. Liveone.com forward slash Carolla for three months plus for free. No ads